0: Greg Rose is our man at Sandown. I tell you what, hasn't he done Rosie? a wonderful job? Outstanding, um, under a lot of pressure, like a different yep.
1: setup to what we're used to, and but, he's doing a phenomenal job. And he joins
0: us on the line now. Good morning, Greg. Thanks for your time here on Giddy Up on this Friday. Good day, Gareth. Um, you can't take a trick sometimes, can you? When you're trying to analyse what the, the, the Weather Bureau's doing, and yesterday, it's okay in Melbourne, but yesterday in Sydney, we were trying to predict how much rain they were going to get. Do you water the track? during the week, do you back in the bomb? Um, and it can be a little bit nerve-wracking, I would imagine, for the track curators trying to predict what the weather's doing, Greg.
2: Yeah, they're, um, the current form's not that good. We um, <laughs> got a bit messed up uh, last Saturday. Uh, yeah. you know, we're, um, uh, we got a bit more than they uh, they predicted, that's for sure. So, uh, uh, that I mean, maybe we raced on a soft six last Saturday, so... Um, where well, the the track copped a little bit of wear and tear, so we're in a Group One racing tomorrow. So we've moved the rail out to 10 metres, but um, having said that, there's still a massive amount of track uh, uh, in play, and um, it's a beautiful cover of grass.
0: So what are the conditions like for the next 24 hours? Are we expecting any rain? What's it looking like in Melbourne?
2: Well, they said no rain. Um, oh, well. <laughs> so I've, I've got to try and believe that's the case. Um, so, like, there's about a twenty percent chance of rain, but uh, no, I'd, I'd, I'd suggest that that's not going to happen. Hopefully, anyway. Yeah. So, um, we're putting on uh, seven mil of irrigation today. Um, it's going to be twenty-eight today, um, and thirty tomorrow, and sunny. So, uh, we'll uh, put some juice in the track today. Have a look at it tomorrow morning. Um, if we need to top it up for that warm, for the warm weather, we will, but um, we'll just see how that goes.
0: Wind conditions tomorrow?
2: Uh, the wind is uh, northeasterly of 15 kilometres per hour, and then okay. I reckon it's got to go to the south in the Arvo. Yeah. So, um, um, but I don't think uh, at 15 k it's going to cause any problems, that's for sure.
0: So rail out 10 metres, good for no wind to, to predict to stuff up the, the racing pattern. So hopefully we get a really good day's racing there, mate. And... Um, just with the track worker, a few of the stars headed to Sandown on Tuesday morning, I think it was. Did any of them catch your eye? Uh,
2: there was a lot of horses going around on uh, on Tuesday. Yep. Uh, uh, look, nothing really jumped out, but I'm not a huge judge in that regard. So, no, uh, it right, um, uh, wouldn't be wouldn't be going on what I say, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> Good on you, mate. Well, enjoy tomorrow. It's great to have Group 1 racing there on the hillside track at Sandown. Really looking forward to it, and we appreciate your time. Thanks, there we go, Greg Groves, of course. We're doing our show this morning for Inglis, Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. And um, Jack, it's great to be here because oh, I like the classic sales because you can find a horse like a Marzoo or a Sajardin or a Shelby 66 or even an ice bath at an affordable price. You'd love to own an uh, ice bath. Yeah. Where are we? And all of the bloodstock agents like yourself these days at the Mailbag Bloodstock and the trainers say it's a lot of work, but if you put in the work you can find your diamond. Yeah, it's all about putting
1: in the work, but yep. it's a nice place to put in the work once you get out out here. It's a phenomenal facility, isn't it?
0: Yeah. So how do you think this track will play tomorrow at Sand? And I'm looking forward to this card.
1: Uh, I'll be focusing on horses that settle midfield or forward of uh, as a starting point. Uh, I think as a punter, you need to... Go in with the mindset but be really happy and and flexible with it. You know, if you start to see evidence that it's not like that, then we need to adjust. We've obviously got a couple of shoot races at the start, so you're gonna have to take your time forming a a different view. But um, I think when they get around the bend I'll be focusing on horses settling forward and midfield and and out of the shoot as a rule, the further you are forward the better you are.
0: So we might go through a few of these races tomorrow at Sandown on the Hillside Track. The first race with Bet365, of course, we do giddy up for Bet365, the world's favourite online betting company. Make sure you gamble responsibly, 1-800-858-858. You've got Platform at $8.50 for the Dowdle camp that's had good support. And Travis Dowdle, when he travels his horses, especially to Melbourne, his strike rate's good. You've got Princeton Award at $8.50. Uh, Wahane Tyler, who was impressive there the other day for Mara and Eustace at eight fifty, dollars 50 decided to stay in Melbourne and not go to Tassie for the Cup. So Unusual at 380 is the market leader for the McAvoys. Um, do you have an opinion in the first race there, Dico?
1: So Unusual is hard to knock, um, like really doing a job. Yeah. I, I thought that extra exclusive, the one was the best ruffie in the race. Waheen Toa is the always there, thereabouts, and you're getting a pretty fair price. And a horse I've had a little bit of uh, frustration with and been with the last couple's yeah. Angel. Number fourteen. They're the four that I'd, I'm focusing on. I, I thought that Highland Jack would would drift.
0: All right then. Race number two is an interesting race because I'm a big fan of this horse Pericles. Now let's hear what James Cummings had to say about this three-year-old yesterday. He will be first up at Sandown tomorrow.
3: Uh, yeah, I can see Pericles
0: running very well. I haven't seen a good track for uh, forever. You know, it'd be it'd be uh, it'd be good to see that he, he 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 enjoys the setup and he's a stronger, more galvanised horse than he was last campaign. So that's a good push from James because he came a long way in a short amount of time last preparation. Yeah. He's three dollars sixty, Amendable's at four sixty, Coleco Jack at four dollars sixty, and then the Fortune Teller at five dollars. I think he's nearly a bet. Pericles tomorrow there, Dicko. Well he came by
1: by Newcastle and Hawkesbury last preparation. Yeah. He did it all. And he, he started eight dollars in the uh in a group one derby. So I think with that push with the the trials look to my eye to be really strong I, I think he's the safest way to play race 2 he's been backed already in early markets yeah. um, the, the interesting horse in this race is the 6 Calico Jack who's the race fit horse who's frustrated punters but started to deliver now he goes mm-hmm. to a really a big big test for it and then you've got good horses like Mr Maestro Amenable's trials I thought were, were half plain but hard horse to knock and the horse that I think will drift here is the 9 Japanese Emperor whose trials were Plain at best. I'm keen to back the four Pericles.
0: So Pericles at the bottom of the Blue Mountains the other day at Angus Banks. My male is at work alongside a horse by the name of Animo and worked really nicely.
1: And we know your male's good yeah, too. Yeah. So Pericles, so do what you want to do with that yeah. punter. You do you. Yeah. 100%. But I've already bet. And I think you should too.
0: Race number three, this is the preludes for the Blue Dime. We'll start with the Colts and Gowlings. We've got Barbara at $3, Little Bros at $9, Brave Halo. Good support for this Colt by Brave Smash at $3.80. Then we have Corniche at $21. That's disrespectful, that price for Corniche in my eyes. Some people call me blinkers go on, this youngster. <laughs> and then we've got um, Scorsese at $21.00. Gangitano at six fifty, Tarabot at 40 to $1. Big prices for the rest, including Amigo. He's not at a big price. It's under double figures, in fact, at $9. So we got any grabs to play from yesterday regarding a few of these two-year-olds? Not yet, but um, Barber. James gave a really good push for Barber, but he also gave it probably a better push for Corniche. Well, I love horses that settle sort of forward
1: to midfield out of the shoots as a starting point. We just spoke yeah. about that. I think this horse will lead or coffin from Barrier 1. There's been good money early for the seven, Gangitano, who I, d- I just thought would be worse in midfield and back and buried. Um, I don't like the map uh, Barber. Amigo's a fascinating horse here, G. We talked it about it. We tipped it. I backed it at $20 uh, leading into its debut run, hopefully, and it was unfortunately backed into $8 and then scratched in the gates. Yeah, I think it'll drift, and if it does drift out to that sort of $17, 18 $19 mark, I'll be having something on it, but I think Corniche easily... The, the, the way to play race number three there on Saturday.
0: So $21, gate one. And I think gate one might be an advantage come Saturday. A rail out 10 metres, good in, four. Inform Blake Shin. Yeah. I just can't work out why he's that price. He got out late behind the instructor, so sometimes the times don't indicate how well he went because he only saw daylight in the last, what, furlong that day. I, um, I
1: don't know why the, the price he is. I can't um, work it out. I think. The market and the, the judges are not convinced about the instructor form, yeah. Um, but there's nothing else really jumped out of the ground to say, hey, here I am. Um, Croatian Bell was playing get... in the Magic Millions. That's the other race this horse comes through. But, like, he's in the right yard. He's got the right rider. He's got a good barrier. He's got yep. tactical speed. He ticks a lot of boxes for a $21 shot.
0: And sometimes when you listen to someone like a, a James Cummings, he can drop little... Um uh, some hints little from pearls. time to time, little pearls, that you think, oh, I better mm. listen to that. And Do
1: you just store them in your melon or do you make yeah. little notes?
0: And whenever he mentions Dominic Byrne, their form grew a legend of doing form and markets. He said he nearly fell off it's his He's one of the biggest
1: bookmakers of all time. 100%
0: when he, he realised that Corniche was $21. So um, he might be a play. What about the Phillies? I think that's pre-
1: what life's all about, geez, like edge stacking that's a pretty big edge to have Don Byrne on your, on your corner on your form, isn't it?
0: And I've tried to get Don Byrne on this show a few times, and um, he'd be great insight just to pick his brain, because he's been there, done that, and worked with bookmakers, worked closely with stables, one of the biggest punters, ruthless punters, bravest punters over the years. But because Cadolphin got him on... Um, their books, he doesn't want to give information away. Um, because full full he, credit. That's because, our second full credit yeah, Friday, Dom, Because Bird. that's the edge that Godolphin have, in a way, by having Dominic Massive on edge. their side. Um, you've got, like, Gavin Bedgegood's got you. <laughs> a bit of a difference. I'm only yeah, well, joking. No, well, t- to be fair to ask yeah. Gavin
1: Bedgegood's strike rate would be better than Godolphin's. So oh, okay. do with that what you want. Right, and then. it's a different level of stock. Let but I'm not knocking Dom. I think he's an outstanding operator. And I do pay attention... I don't actually listen to what they say, but I listen to your... You're like an interpreter for me and for the punter at home to the information.
0: Now, Mick Price and Michael Kent Jr. have indicated that Charmstone... Well, for Mick Price, and when Mick Price says... Like, he doesn't muck around Mick Price. He he, he calls it how he sees it. Um, And he wouldn't... He wouldn't... He wouldn't put any mayonnaise on a horse that... Just to talk it up, and he says the Charmstone. Well, listen to what Michael Kent Junior has to say about Charmstone. This filly has been heavily supported in the Prelude for the Phillies tomorrow at Sandown. Yeah, she's very exciting, and you're right. You know, Mick doesn't mince his words. Um, he tells tells it how he sees it, and doesn't try and overinflate things. Um, so for him to be saying those kind of things is very exciting. She's a gorgeous filly, and uh, her work's been first rate. So can you take what she's two dollars eighty now with bet three six five? No, in fact I lie. Hold the press. She's into two thirty. Yeah, well I think though This is a steam job We and need a to half. put a
1: bit of con we need to wrap this in a bit of context, right? If you paid one point five million dollars for a horse no, but... You've you, got rose-coloured glasses no, on from the start. No, you, you, Pry- loved it, as you loved I s- it when it went through as the as ring. As I
0: said, Mick Price, wouldn't, he wouldn't put mayonnaise... And then, but
1: then it grazes you up, because Mick Price has got a lot of lot of really good two-year-olds to, to stud. So He's got a lot of runs on the board, He's price. got He's got proper runs on the board, Mick Price, and um, that just grazes you right up. I, I, I'm against it on Saturday at the price. I think it's too short. Mm-hmm. It, the form... If you just focus on the form and don't didn't listen to Mick and didn't know they paid $1.5 million for the horse... It ran third to uh, the Godolphin Horse Zolkafar that won last week. Yeah, it was okay down the straight on debut, And then it beat Empress of Wonder that hasn't done a lot since.
0: Empress of Wonder's been pretty good, Fanna nisha
1: It's had two starts down the Flemington Straight and now it goes to the Sandown Hillside, which is a, a box that needs to tick for me to be like mm-hmm. taking that sort of price. I'm not knocking the horse. I'm just knocking the price. Do you know
0: what the other the other strong indication for how good this filly is? Mark Zara riding 54. I think Blue Diamond 55. He doesn't like. He that's
1: doesn't like when you operate at the levels that Mark Zara operates. Like he might win and this. He might win this race on this horse. Yeah. Win a Group One on Gentleman Roy, and then he'll probably go to the Super Bowl again. That's what he did last year. Yeah, but
0: he won't be going to the Super Bowl because he's got to ride 55, 54, whatever for Charmstone and a Blue Diamond. So that's how good she might be. With that dedication. Hey, we need to take a break. This is Giddy Up live from the English Sales at Warwick Farm in Sydney. It's great to be with you on this Friday morning. And it is a gorgeous morning in Sydney town. Don't worry, the track will be a good fall. We'll have Michael Wood in just a moment. We'll continue our preview of the Sandown Group 1 meeting. Dean Watling was a little bit sluggish. He was meant to be here um, getting out of bears, so we might go to him a little later on, and then we'll keep on previewing, of course, all of the, the big races around the country Greg on Oden. a Saturday across the three codes. I'd just like to shout out to what?
1: everyone on Twitter who got who messaged me privately appreciating my Greg Oden Greg joke Oden, that the, yeah. the rest of the team yeah. on the show missed.
0: A couple of legends just walking past from the Kings of Mornington, Shay Nichols, and also Johnny McCartell. Um, so we'll take this quick break and we'll come back with plenty more on Giddy Up on this <laughs> Friday morning. Ooh, what, a,
1: what, what an operator.
0: Welcome back to Giddy Up. Seize your moment with Inglis in 2023. Australia's leading thoroughbred auctioneer. Sale catalogues online now at inglis.com.au. We are live at Warwick Farm at this uh, wonderful complex here. Four Inglis, the classic sales start on Sunday and you get to meet the very best in the business when you arrive here at the sales. Mick Price joins us. Mick, good morning to you, mate.
3: Morning, lads. Good to see you up
0: early. Um, yeah, nice and early. We are debating about Charmstone into 2.30 overnight with Bet365. Um, she's been crunched and I was listening to a few of your comments. You've been interviewed a little bit on Racing.com this week and you were saying that she's very, very good. One of the, the best fillies that you've trained. Um, is she a 2.30 chance in your eyes, Mick? Can win.
3: So it's, you make your own mind up about the price. But yeah. the thing I'll say about that race, it's like a 1,000-metre race. If you look at the way those two-year-olds are going to jump and run, sand down down the chute, it's a busy race. Uh, and she's a big, long, striding filly, and she needs a bit of room. I was ha- very happy with Barrier 7. It's not the squeeze box, and it's not way outside where you get jockey decisions messing things up. So I reckon she's um, going to be in the right spot. He's a brilliant rider, and... Uh, if she has clean, clear running towards the end, mm-hmm. um, she'll be picking them up. But look, you know what? If if that race didn't work out on Saturday because of the nature of it, because of the busy 1,000-meter type of uh, tempo that it's going to be, uh, it doesn't matter. The 1,200 meters of the Blue Diamond will be her. She has got some improvement in her. Mm-hmm. She's trialed brilliantly. She's worked brilliantly. She's got great capacity. Like she's never... Um, never tired towards the end of her work, and comes in, she's cool. I know that Philly well, yeah. and um, I'm telling you, she's a Blue Diamond chance. Do you
1: see it as a positive or a negative that the big good races that are going to make or break her this season are at Sandown, and you're out of a shoot on Saturday, but then you're going to have the 1,200 metres where you're going to have to, like... Like, if you draw a bad barrier, at 1,200 metres, you've got to make a decision versus yeah, Caulfield.
3: You know what? It's a good question, because all these good races are at Sandown, so we've... We've taken our horses to Sandown at the Gallops, as many as we can. And, uh, you know, she she went there last Tuesday. I'm assuming that she handles Sandown okay. The, the thing about Sandown is some horses get down the hill and travel, and some horses get off the bridle and travel. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've done our best. I can't answer that question until you actually go and do it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. But uh, all I know is she's got... Group one ability and 1200 metres will be fantastic for her, and she's a very good filly.
0: What makes a, a good two year old in your eyes, Mick? What, what, how how do you win these these blue diamonds?
3: Okay, so I think three things are uh, soundness: they don't suffer from shin soreness or knees uh, or immaturity, uh, immune system: they don't um, have any sort of cough, pharyngitis, uh, mucus, and uh, just plain heart lung capacity mm. just plain capacity you trial your worker uh, she's always doing it easy is there anything that
1: you can actually tangibly do to avoid sickness or is it just up to the gods
3: uh, well we got a vet there every day um but yeah it's um basically immune system of the horse we've got a beautiful clean stable it's um you know we designed it ourselves for proper airflow and big boxes and uh I couldn't get it any better and then they're, 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 they're young horses mm. you know they're young they're young and so that means their immune systems are young and uh, you know we get a lot of pimply throats and um, tracheal mucus and um, just tired young horses I walk through that barn every day and um, those babies uh, just line out like pancakes yeah. sometimes and I, I, I take that as a note to say they're growing, don't do much more with them and tip them out. But she's bright, always got a head over the box when you go and see her, and um, she's got a great appetite,
0: and she's the right horse. Jack and Thunderstruck—they meet, of course, in the the CF4 Stakes tomorrow. It's going to be a ripper race. Um, first of all, Jack and o what did you make of his first up run, especially that last, because it was it was a nervous watch. The
3: thing about Jack and O is um, when they, when you have those inside gates. Um, you know, he can dwell at the start and then he needs clean air. And yeah. when you, that, the reason why he won the Golden Rose, clean air, yeah. bang. He's got, a, he's got a very aggressive finish on him. Like you'll pin his ears yeah. back and mm. he's got that killer finish on him. So, where he's drawn, he's going to need a little bit of joy. Um, I do think there's enough pace on with Gentleman Roy and Tuvalu. and yeah. um, with the blinkers on too. Yeah, and also there's about four horses that want to be between third and sixth. And so, there'll be a little push on. Um, yeah, nine out of ten for four, I'm Thunderstruck, what do you do? Um, he, he just can't be anywhere in that race apart from out the back i reckon you can't and, uh,
0: get it well, that,
1: that's great
3: information though because
1: there's obviously been narrative around trying to be more positive this prep with him but it's first up and it's an awkward draw well,
3: what are you going to do you see you, yeah. you've got to have a, a guess at the map and the map is uh gentleman roy tuvalu and then there's four or five horses boxed seat if you go forward you're either outside the speed on him which is a bit foreign uh or you're posted deep making a total dick of yourself. And so first
1: first start of a really big preparation, yeah. so you don't want to use him up.
3: First up. Look, uh, the conversation I'll have with Jamie Carr will probably be just that... Um, forget about the gate, just get out the back, mm-hmm. relax, stay off the fence, and whoosh home down the middle. And if you can pick him up, good, but it'll be a nice first-up run for R- rail
1: him. Rail out 10 metres. I reckon that, that, that sort of part of the straight yeah. will be really good.
3: Does that favour the... First three in races at Sandown.
1: I think like the, yeah, the one one so Nugget in that race will get the the charmed run, but the good horse is still the good horse, and yeah. I think Offense will be best in straight. Yeah, I sometimes
3: think that um, Sandown, you know, it allows horses to run on, but they run on and a lot of them don't win. Mm. Yeah. So they tease uh, you. Well, it's a big, beautiful, open track, but um, sometimes it can favour those that. Handle the hill better, handle the dip, and then they're gone. Yeah. And then those that make ground run well, mm. but they don't pick them up.
1: Because they're in a position in Ranji where they don't have to be used up to get through the dip, and they're just traveling through yeah. it. Correct,
3: what correct. It? So what? Sandown has a few what? unknowns for a lot of horses in this next uh, four yeah, to six weeks. it's fascinating weeks.
1: from a form analyst point of view, because normally you're dealing with a progressive horse on a midweek meeting, and now you're dealing
0: with horses that have Flemington form, mm. Mooney Valley form, and they're going to Sandown. Well, down.
3: you need Sandown form for your pocket.
0: Yeah. Mm. what about um the conversation you had with Mark Sara with um, on thunderstruck how did that work this time around I had it halfway through the prep yeah I said Reese
3: Murphy's a good friend of mine and I said Reese we're getting too far back I I'm ne- you know I need to make a change so Mark rang I said listen w- w- we are giving good horses too big a start you can't give alligator blood and zaki a start they're up there it's their pattern to rack and stack and uh take off and they've got big motors on them and they're hard to catch and you know so what it's um oh wow that's a good run for my thunderstruck you know um, whoopie do. you know mm. the idea is to win <laughs> so i just need in especially once we get to the mile of the all-star it was the same again zaki mm. having a picnic good luck to them that's the way the horse races jamie car rides and like that and that's a huge advantage and we're at the back mm. so mark rang i explained the situation. Uh we did change it. I forget what race we changed it in, but he did give it a push. And I think the horse either won or just got, yeah, one. Yep. No, just got nutted by Animo. Yeah. And Animo. No, he
0: just got nutted by the Caulfield Stakes. Yeah, yep. that's right.
3: But you know what? I copped that sweet. And it was a good ride. Yeah. And my horse had every chance. And uh Animo was fantastic. He's, he's the best horse. That was and, an uh, amazing win that day,
1: though. Was he's the, the, the best horse. It a, a bit of a sick you know day. I mean?
3: And I, I, I say it's the jockey's job to give them every chance. Yep. And it's our position where we accept the result but all we ask give it every chance don't die wondering give it every chance
0: yeah. hey geez, you got Ollie back on tomorrow haven't seen him ride for a little while for you
3: well Ollie's GPS doesn't take him to Cranbourne much <laughs> well, he's it's Port a Port Melbourne, he's Port Melbourne boy Mendible, hey? he rides for good <laughs> life as he should Yeah.
0: hey who's your, who's your best over the order? Like, if we had, like, a, a dream team or oh, future Sunday betting.
3: He, he's, the, he's probably the best horse. Thunder from Charmstone, I think. Yeah. And, and O is going to, um, well, he's going to go in this forty nanometer group one, another 14 nanometer yep. group one, and then um, he isn't on for the All-Star Mile, but uh, he's a stud colt. So yes. I'm sort of... You've got to go bang early. Well, uh, yeah, but you've got... Every single race is important when you're dealing yeah. with stud colts, so I'm not sure what happens after that. Thunderstruck really got around the, the, the valley
1: track well on the Cox Plate. Like, he hammered home. You think he's going to be even sharper over a mile? Uh, we'll
3: have him sharp over a mile. Yeah. And um, not his ideal track, I don't reckon. Uh, albeit that he has one there. But... Um, you know what? If uh, he'll be nice and fresh, he'll be hard fit, and he'll be getting a dig in the ribs to win the All Star Mile. Hey, <laughs> I don't care where he draws; he'll be getting a dig I, in the ribs.
0: I know you have to go and inspect some yearlings. Make any chance we can give our man Andrew Jenkins. Can you, can you like it? maybe a dollar ten chance or something? Well, he reckons he's an accountant, like <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he's got two jobs here. I thought you might have to send him to Matty Williams's place there, just for a bit of a bit of beach work, a bit of beach work, yeah, of beach work yeah, or something. Yeah, heavy go sand. to I'm going to
3: send him to Bassets. I'm going to send him to Luke Oliver's. I'm going to send him <laughs> to Clinton's. I'm going to send him anywhere I we s- can get a win. I saw
0: some pictures of Matty Williams's place. No wonder you send your horses there. That's a great asset for your kid. Mm. It's well, like we, Bally Doyle up that hill. Yeah,
3: well, we've got half of that stable, and. Uh, yeah staff down there. They do a great job, and uh, Beetroot does a good job, and yeah. uh, he's getting a little bit better and better at his craft, that boy. But yeah. uh, he's very, very dedicated. And uh, Ladies Bay Beach is beautiful. He has heavy sand track. No excuses. If we take horses there and they, you know, we can't get him to win, well, what can you do?
0: Yeah. Hey, thanks for your time, Mick. Appreciate it, mate, and good luck over the weekend. Pleasure. There's a the great Mick Price. We'll take the news and come back. We Giddy up. We're live from the English Complex here at Warwick Farm as we get set for the Classic Sales. Welcome back to Giddy Up. We're live uh, from uh, the English Complex here as we get set for the Classic Sales, and Sebastian Hutch, the CEO of English, will be joining us at the top of the next hour. Um, but we're going through these races at Sandown. A lot of text messages coming through: oh four double nine seven three six seven three six. Yeah, Mick Price. You could listen to him all day um, and talk racing and pick his brain. Um, how good is he, Jacko? Oh,
1: yeah, very, very impressive. Let's one let's, over horse with him.
0: Yes. Let's run through these races here at um, Sandown. The Kevin Hayes, um, she's lickety split at 10 Queen of the Ball, she's a big price for mine at $10 on, on the speed. Laced up heels at $8. The WA Galloper, She's dances at $6. And then we've got um, horses like Jew Ace at seven fifty.
1: dollars I, I thought Queen of the Ball's trial was really, really good. Um, I thought the $15. La I'm not even going to try it, G. You want to have a go at that? Yeah. It trialled really, really well. Um, La Denise Rouge. I like Jenny Jerome's return too, but I just think it'll be sort of snicked and uh, like just hitting the line nice and hard. I thought the horse here that represented a really good bet at value was the 12 Rich Fortune. Uh, I think it's flying, the camp's flying. I'll be working around it and Queen of the Ball. She dances very, very hard to knock, G. It's airborne and race fit.
0: What about in race six? This is the Rubber. So I what a race this is. Marine won at nine dollars. Generation eight dollars. Uncommon James three forty. Chain of lightning at four sixty. And then we go to Lofty Strike at eight dollars fifty. Let's hear from some of the major players here. Here's Matty Hoistead talking about Uncommon James. Yeah, super, mate. He's uh, he settled back into the, the Melbourne routine really well. Uh, Flemington have been fantastic for us. We're we're back in the exact same boxes that we were when we were down here in the spring. So it's been a been a pretty easy transition for for the three boys that we've got down here at the moment. And uh, yeah, look, couldn't be couldn't be happier with him heading into heading into Saturday. So he six starts, five wins. He's untapped. Um, I think he deserves to start favourite, but. Got a bit of a push for Marine One. Kiramar, David, used to sit outside the speed, even talk that he's a chance maybe to represent the mighty SEN in the cocker if he the performs, yeah.
1: Well, the problem I have with un- Uncommon James, he came down and won a listed race. Nothing mm. out of that race has won since. They've all raced twice. So, yes, he beat them all, and he's entitled to sort of, you know, we can't sort of judge him until he races again, but I think at the price, I'm going to be against him. I really like Marine One in this race. We need to see some intent tactically and some intent in the market, I think, to get overly confident. Uh, Camel Pass is always there, always makes its own luck, and I think Chain of Lightning, mm. it's just a really hard horse to, to get rid of. The trials weren't phenomenal, and Peter Moody normally, they do trial really well. But um, I, I'm going to have a bet on the one Marine One. Gee. All and right, $9, I
0: think. I'm with you there each way. I'm it
1: was $10 yesterday, so there's been a bit yeah. of support early.
0: Four twenty Thunderstruck. We got Brightside at ten dollars. Tuvalu Blinkers go on, six dollars. Gentleman Roy at six fifty. I saw the Hayes Boys. We might have a chat to JD and Benny Hayes as the morning goes on here. Chiraffe at nineteen and then o at three fifty.
1: I've had a small bet at the five Western Empire. Yeah. At a huge price. Loved the tick over at jump out. Um, I think Mr Brightside's going as good as ever. I'm Thunderstruck's the best horse in the race. We just heard from Mick. It doesn't sound like there's a lot of intent there on Saturday to me, right. so I'm going to dodge. Nugget's going to get the run of the race and I think can win. I think it's out of Nugget and Gentleman Roy for betting propositions. Okay. Tuvalu blinkers on, grazes me right up.
0: Yeah, Tuvalu I think they'll have some intent there.
1: Yeah, it'll lead, but like, if, it, if the horse was just humming along at home, there wouldn't be blinkers on first up, would
0: there? No, I think Jared Fry just said you need to have blinkers on this horse after that trial at Geelong. We want, is, we want a group one without him. I know, him. but Chris Wells is a smart operator. Wells and is so an is operator. Lindsay Smith, yeah. Um, I'd back them into whatever well, you they do you... do often back yeah. them. Uncle
1: Lindsay's Uncle Lindsay for a reason.
0: Quarter pocket 340 in the race that you've got a horse in by the name of Keats. Crosshaven at $10. Mencain, um, neck best, and then Pounding at $7. What price, Keats? Where are you in the market? What number are you? number uh, 13 13 dollars
1: stupid price do uh, you
0: want to get into the, you should be winning this if we're voting for you to get into the all-star mile uh, a little
1: bit like thunderstruck don't let's not let's just, this is the first run of a oh. very important campaign not, uh, we'll we, be, we'll be going really well on Saturday and I bet
0: Thunderstruck's got the points on the board, you need to really make a statement for your followers out there.
1: Look, I paid $25,000 for this horse. Last preparation, we kicked off in a Benchmark 64 Correct. at Sale, but right? now you want to
0: compete in the, the And we the will. All-Star and one. we will
1: get on board and vote. Yep. Vote for Keats. It'll run a really good race on Saturday. We're going to roll forward. Um, I'm not net, well, dead set on leading, um, but Willow will be riding. Uh, I thought that Sunshine Rising represents a, a big threat, but Corner Pocket probably the most likely winner of the race.
0: So who you in the last race too we've got um, it's a wide open affair there's a host of chances there you've got horses like Eagles Craig nine dollars East Indy Man at eleven dollars Blowing has been pretty good for Jamie Edwards at nine dollars Daily Bugle <laughs> looked the winner the other day ten dollars calm
1: down flash flat. oh here at $9. we go where is he Johnny O'Neill he wouldn't be this early would he
0: uh, Munamek, your horse that's been costly to the punters at $7, Savannah Cloud at seven fifty. That's a raffle, that last race. I think
1: Johnny O'Neill's probably right now down at Coogee having a little bit oh, of a yoga session. I don't
0: think he turns up here.
1: Yeah. Yep. Um, I really like one here at a price. Which one? The 12 East India Man. Very, okay. very good last start behind Gentleman Roy, which will stack up. If he wins race seven, this horse will shorten again. Uh, if it's on pace suited, this horse will shorten again. Really like race nine, the 12 East India
0: man. $100 I'm giving you. I'm, say... If I've, I'm having, um, I'm having 25 each way Corniche, and um, I'm having something on. I th- I think I'm having a Quinella, a 50 Quinella with Charmstone in the Phillies race. So um, that that
1: that little chat there with Mix just dictated your betting, hasn't it?
0: Yep, Charmstone and who else is the other horse and putting in the Quinella? And Sakar Flick, I think she's very good for Chris Waller. What about you? Dicko we're going to take a break shortly
1: going to back Corniche in race 3 yep. I'm going to back uh, D- East Indian Man in the last I'm going to back Keats in race 8 I'm going to back uh, Gentleman Roy and Nugget in race 7 uh, Marine 1 race 6 maybe Rich Fortune in race 5 and Staying out of the race three and four, they're really really tough.
0: 04 double nine seven three six seven three six, 04 double nine seven three six seven three six. If you've got a question for us this morning about anything regarding today's racing, tomorrow's racing, let us know. You're with Gareth All Jack Dickens live at the English Complex at Warwick Farmers. We get set for the Classic Sales, which commence on Sunday. We'll take a quick break and then we'll start to preview, of course, the meeting at Royal Randwick on a Saturday afternoon.